The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. From the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Wednesday, April 19th. Coming up today. A last-minute settlement in the voting machine defamation case against Fox News. Disney and Meta start cutting thousands of jobs as soon as today. We're tracking Netflix shares after subscriber growth disappoints. And House Republicans prepare a vote on a bill to raise the debt limit. At least one person is dead after a parking garage collapse in Manhattan. Plus a big ruling from the Supreme Court today involving a common abortion drug. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stashauer in sports. The Knicks lost game two in Cleveland. The Rangers won game one from the Devils. The Mets and Yankees both lost. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak, the business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast. Each morning on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Amy Morris. Here are the stories we're following today. We begin with a landmark settlement in Dominion Voting Systems' defamation lawsuit against Fox. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has the very latest. The agreement reached just hours after the jury was seated and just before opening arguments. Dominion CEO John Polis. Fox has admitted to telling lies about Dominion. That caused enormous damage to my company. Dominion attorney Justin Nelson says very important as well. For our democracy to endure, we must share a commitment to facts. For Fox, it avoids an embarrassing trial. You won't see the personalities on the stand. It says it is a validation of its journalistic principles. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak. Thank you, Ed. Job cuts are continuing across corporate America, and two big names on Wall Street are getting ready for layoffs. As soon as today, we get the latest live with Bloomberg's John Tucker. John. And Amy, they are household names, and they're cleaning house. They are Disney and Facebook parent meta platforms. Let's start with Meta. Those layoffs start today, and they are company-wide. This move is part of a cross-cutting push that will eventually whittle away 10,000 positions. Meta's got experience doing this. They slashed 11,000 jobs in November. Now, to ease the pain, Meta wants everybody in the U.S. to work from home today. And now Disney. They're cutting thousands with a whopping 15% of its entertainment division. That starts next week. The cuts will span TV, film, theme parks, and corporate positions, and affect every region where Disney operates. Disney wants to save $5.5 billion in costs. Live in New York, I'm John Tucker, Bloomberg Radio. Okay, John, thank you. We now turn to earnings on Wall Street. Investors and analysts continue to digest the latest results from Netflix. Shares dropped as much as 12% after hours. Now they're down about three-quarters of 1%. The streaming reported lower than expected subscriber gains at the same time it's starting to crack down on u.s viewers who share accounts netflix says that should boost growth in the second half right now subscriber growth is not the focus for gradient investments senior portfolio manager marianne montaigne 
I think I'd be more interested in profitability and uh, the fact that we're in a year where we're comparing against still uh, some COVID impact uh, in different parts of the world. I would say that we need to stop focusing on the subscription growth and really focus on, as I said, free cash flow growth. Marianne Montaigne at Gradient Investment says more than 100 million people currently use a Netflix account they do not pay for. And Nathan, big bank earnings continue today. Morgan Stanley reports this morning, and we get a preview with Bloomberg's Jeff Bellinger. Analysts and investors will zero in on the area where Morgan Stanley has its heaviest focus, revenue from the trading of equities. That outweighs fixed income, currencies, and commodities at the bank. Jeffrey's Financial Group estimates first quarter industry trading volumes for equities were down 7% from the prior first quarter. We'll see the numbers before the markets open this morning. Jeff Bellinger, Bloomberg Daybreak. Thank you, Jeff. Let's turn to politics now and the latest on the fight over the debt ceiling. House Republicans plan to vote next week on a bill to suspend the nation's borrowing cap for a year and bring deep cuts to government spending. It'll be crucial for Speaker Kevin McCarthy to get his thin majority behind this bill. That's according to Douglas Holtz-Eakin of the American Action Foreign Policy Institute. They have to coalesce and they have to lay down a marker that says this is what we want and this is what we can pass. And if they do that, um, you know, it goes over to the Senate. At that point, it's impossible for the White House not to engage and give the majority leader in the Senate, some guidance about how, how they should modify the legislation. And and then there's really going to be a, a serious negotiation. Douglas Holtz, can spoke with our Washington correspondent, Joe Matthew, on Bloomberg Sound On. Catch the show weekdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on Bloomberg Radio or listen on demand wherever you get your podcasts. And overseas this morning, inflation continues to be a major problem in Britain. The U.K.'s consumer price index rose 10.1 percent from a year ago, driven by the strongest increase in food prices in more than four decades. Economists had expected a slowdown to below 10 percent. Bloomberg economic correspondent Lizzie Burden has more was kept high by food and non-alcoholic drinks. That's going to be very painful for your average Brit, who, of course, spends more on essentials as a share of their income. In fact, the annual rate of inflation for those goods is its highest since 1977. So another quarter point hike from the Bank of England looking pretty much nailed on next month. Bloomberg's Lizzie Burden says the Bank of England next meets on May 11th. Traders now predict two consecutive rate hikes in both May and June. They also see a peak interest rate from the BOE hitting 5%. That's up a full percentage point from the current level. And Amy, we're getting word of more price cuts at Tesla. The electric vehicle maker is marking down the sticker price on its long-range Model Y SUV by 5.6%. It'll now come in at roughly $50,000. Cost of a base Tesla Model 3 is being cut by 4.7%. That will now cost about $40,000. Tesla reports its latest quarterly earnings after the closing bell. Straight ahead, we have your latest local headlines, plus a check of sports. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. It's 45 degrees in New York. We're expecting sunshine today and highs in the upper 60s. Time now to take a look at some of the other stories making news in New York and around the world with Bloomberg's Michael Barr. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. We're learning more about the deadly building collapse in lower Manhattan. Witnesses say the four-story parking garage pancaked without warning yesterday, sending cars, some men and people crashing down to a basement. One garage worker was killed and five others survived. This man works nearby. We heard a big like boom, like something like out of the ordinary. 
it just it was a really loud noise, like something exploded. And we saw, I saw people running out quickly from the scene. New York Fire Department Chief of Operations John Esposito said the building was deemed to be unstable and firefighters had to pull out. Esposito says, though, the department's robotics happened to be nearby at the time. We deployed our robot dog into the building. They were able to give us a video uh, inside, and then we were able to fly our drones inside uh, to conduct an assessment and conduct searches. Police Commissioner Keechan Sewell says there will be an investigation, but... We have no reason to believe that this is anything other than a structural collapse. Records show the parking garage had 64 violations since 1976. Today, the Supreme Court is expected to decide whether to allow a ruling by a conservative Texas judge to stand, drastically limiting access to mifepristone, the most common abortion medication in the country. It was approved by the FDA more than 20 years ago. International human rights lawyer Paula Alvia Guillen is the executive director of the Women's Equality Center. The question that the court needs to resolve, if the authority of FDA is an authority that, for instance, a federal judge in this case in Texas could overwrite. The case comes less than a year after the conservative majority overturned Roe v. Wade. Massachusetts Air National Guardsman Jack Teixeira charged with leaking highly classified military documents is due back in court today for a hearing to decide whether he should remain behind bars while he awaits trial. More than 155,000 federal workers in Canada are on strike after wage talks with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's government failed. The labor disruption is expected to impede government functions, including passports and immigration applications. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg, Nathan. Thanks, Michael. Time now for our Bloomberg Sports Update. For that, we bring in John Stashauer. Thanks, Nathan. This Knicks-Cavs series figures to be a long one. Not a surprise that after the Knicks pulled out Game 1 in Cleveland, they were unable to win Game 2. The surprise was the ease with which the Cavs won, up by 20 points in the first half. Cleveland won going away 107-90. Donovan Mitchell, who scored 38 points in that Game 1, had less than half that, but the slack... More than picked up by Darius Garland, who poured in 32 points, made six three-pointers. Karis LeVert off the bench for 24. The Knicks shot just 37%, and they had 17 turnovers. Game three Friday at the Garden, also in the NBA home wins for Boston and Phoenix. As poorly as the Knicks play, that's how well the Rangers played in New Jersey. Siegenthaler knocks it back out to center ice, but Tatar brings it back in. Battles there with Mercer, slides back out to Miller. Miller out to the wing with a shot, and they score! Between the circles, the Rangers, as it's Vladimir Tarasenko that gets the first goal of the postseason for the Rangers, and they take a 1-0 lead. On ESPN New York, Rangers went on to beat the Devils 5-1. A pair of power play goals for Chris Kreider. The only New Jersey goal came on a late penalty shot by Jack Hughes. Also winning the NHL, Tampa Bay, Winnipeg, and the first-ever playoff win for the Seattle Kraken. At the stadium, Shohei Otani, second batter of the game, two-run homer. Angels went on to beat the Yankees 5-2 on the 100th anniversary of the opening of the Yankees stadium. And the other four teams in the AL East all won, including Tampa Bay, who's now 15-3. In L.A., J.D. Martinez, two home runs. Clayton Kershaw's 200th career victory. The Dodgers shut out the Mets 5-0. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. 
The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Live from coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com, this is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. Let's get you back to some of our top stories this morning. A massive settlement in Dominion Voting Systems defamation lawsuit against Fox News. Even more job cuts coming at Meta Platforms and Disney. And a sluggish earnings report from Netflix. Lots to talk about this morning with Bloomberg's Alex Webb, who joins me now. Alex, great to speak with you as always. We should talk about the terms of this settlement for Dominion Systems that really did come at the last minute. $787.5 million. That's less than half uh, the $1.6 billion Dominion was looking for, but a lot more than many analysts expected. Yeah, it's certainly a, a big chunk of change. Uh, it's the thing that actually a lot of people were keen to know is whether it also included a uh, an apology from Fox. It is something that they can afford. They have you know cash of $4 billion in net debt, but of course, uh, cash at hand of four billion dollars, so it's not going to make a significant dent in in their finances. Although clearly not something that they're going to be delighted to pay. The real thing they're avoiding here is Rupert Murdoch getting up on the stand, other Fox executives and and you know personalities getting up the stand and bringing more embarrassment to the network in a way that uh, you know could potentially not only damage their reputation for non-core viewers but also for their core audience. So Fox News has the cash flow to handle this, but of course the network has seen a, something of a subscriber exit, or, or I'm sorry, an advertiser exodus in uh, recent years. I mean, what could this settlement mean as far as uh, how Fox's business goes uh, going forward here, given the uh, advertiser environment? I mean, the, the forecasts for the company are not terribly bullish. The, the expectation over the next uh, two, three years is that um, both EBITDA and net income gradually uh, decline. It is a you know difficult space when you've got you do have some competition, although clearly not as significant as Fox had anticipated from the Newsmaxes of the world. It's, it, I think, the thing they might be looking for, frankly, is a good Donald Trump run because mm. the more in, the more engaging Donald Trump is the more engaged their audience becomes, that is something that benefits them. So it, the election cycle will be hugely important for their earnings. Uh, the appetite of you know advertisers, they sometimes shy away in the short term when there is damage. We've seen time and again that they do return in the medium to long term if they think the audience is there. And speaking of the uh, advertiser environment, I was thinking about subscribers because of the focus this morning as well on the job cuts coming at Meta Platforms and Disney as well. We knew that both companies were uh, bringing the axe down, and I guess we're getting a better idea of just exactly where the axes are going to fall. Yeah, it was particularly interesting at Meta that they are going to be cutting um, jobs in the Reality Labs division, which, you know, not a year ago was considered 
by management, at least in terms of their public statements, the big future of the company. In the past couple of quarters, they've sort of tamped back on big public statements about the prospects for the metaverse. Uh, and frankly, they've been rewarded for it, along with the significant job cuts they've been doing in the order of 17,000 job cuts of what have been announced. Uh, this was being you know, char characterized by the company as, as a year of efficiency, and the stock is up 75, 80%, uh, you know, partly as a consequence of that. Disney, you know, they have also been cutting some jobs. Um, it's interesting they are cutting jobs in the entertainment division, which, uh, you know, is considered by many to be the core business, even if they sometimes make more money from theme parks and elsewhere. But it shows that actually just inventing, sorry, investing limitlessly in content is no longer considered the priority. In our last minute, got to talk about Netflix earnings. Uh, weaker than expected subscriber growth. Now they're saying password sharing could be what uh, gets them going in the second half. How much can Netflix ring out of uh, subscribers who don't pay at this point? I mean, you know, that is the sort of $50 billion question. There are 100 million uh, people they estimate share passwords. The key question now is, whether they can convert 5% or 50% of those into paying subscribers. The, the quarterly subscriber growth was one and three quarter million. Uh, that was less than the 2.4 million people had expected. So even if you get five to 10% of those people to convert, that's a meaningful difference when it comes to those overall numbers and, is, and has been enough to tamp back some of the fears around Netflix. The stock initially fell 12% in after hours trading. It's recovered quite a lot and at one stage was trading up to this is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed by 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 99.1 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Amy Morris. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.